For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. Back-to-back nights here live on the channels. Of course, we stream live every Wednesday at 7.30 on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. But tonight is a very special show. Lots of work has gone into this, not just by us, but our friends, our fellow content creators. Looking forward to the 53-man roster breakdown. This is the second one we've done. Mm-hmm. This The full 53-man roster gets cut down tomorrow for the NFL. But it does. we get together today, and we bring you the 53-man roster early. Stoner, you've seen all the videos. You've made some special you know, graphics and everything for, mm-hmm. for this. How excited are you right now? I, I'm pretty excited. I, I like what some people did with their selections there are some surprises in there and but it was definitely well thought out it wasn't one of those things where guys were just like hey whatever this guy this guy and this guy they were well thought out and there are going to be some surprises and what we have decided is that we didn't tell everybody what they were limited to in the number of guys they can put at each position Mm -hmm. so for example uh, with the quarterbacks, Rio from uh, Rambling About Washington, uh, or is that Rambling is that right? with Rio? Rambling with Rio. That's right. He rebranded. Sorry, Rio. Uh, Rambling with Rio had the quarterbacks. We didn't tell him he had to keep two, three, or he had to or keep two. three, or or four, whatever. He decided. So that means that when it can, comes down to the end, however many guys that everybody selected in total we will decide who gets cut to bring it all the way down to 53 if needed. Okay. Sounds good. Well, if you're watching right now, we got Grayson in the chat. Greetings, sir. Uh, Could you just go ahead in the chat? Let us know what you think would be a surprise cut for the Washington Commanders. Stoner says that there's a couple in here. There's looking some. forward to seeing what those are. Let us know what you think. Don't forget to also like this video, subscribe to the channel, we have videos of people coming in, giving us the content, but there was one particular group that we're going to bring in live right now. I'm going to kick things off with special teams. And so for special teams, you know, it might seem a little bit easy, but I think some people have been getting a little bit worried about the kicking and the punting hasn't quite been there either. And so we have the... We have Deacon from the OGs coming in on here. There we go. We're going to get rid of that, Brandon. Welcome, Deacon. How you doing, sir? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? What's up? Hey, listen, I know I know. you might want to go back and cut some people. But yeah. you ain't going to be cutting none of my people. I'm going to let you know right now. <laughs> I'm going to keep it short. 
I ain't going through a whole bunch of stuff because you know that the special teams is gets the leftovers. Yeah. Leftovers go on special teams. You're lucky to be on the team. Get down in and, and find the ball. That's all you got to do. Yeah. But for us, yeah. Listen, I, I know it's been a little, a little tricky this preseason, but that's what preseason is for. Get a, get the kinks out. So don't worry so, about it. Gonna so are it. you gonna actually are you gonna actually like go beyond the three special teamers that that uh, that yeah, normally you, you do? Four. I might give you four. Oh, did I? Okay. <laughs> Start off spicy. <laughs> I tell you what, because you're coming on live, the graphic that I built was pretty generic. I just assumed that it was going to be three, you know, the three folks. So this hey, graphic may be wrong. I may have to rebuild. Hey, you, you may be right. I might cut it when I might cut it my losses. <laughs> like, you know, that's how it goes. So listen, as far as special teams goes, we know yeah. who the special are. Okay. You know, you got Joey Sly. Yeah. And he's a sly devil. So you got to watch him. I know y'all, everybody getting up in arms because he missed a couple field goals. Yeah. Extra points or whatever. You know, but that's just, you know, he's just playing around, you know. <laughs> he's just playing around. Trying to keep trying to keep some interest in the game. You know, so, so Joy Sly ain't going nowhere. So you're good with him. I'm good with Joy Sly. All right. He really missed his first field goal in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then he's gone. Time. Gotta get rid of him then. <laughs> Quick over here with this with the snap. Then you got your boy, Tressway, who you can't deny that he is the number one kicker in the NFL right now. Yeah, and who got a leg and he's consistent, right? So, and, and you talking about changing uh, field position? Hey, listen, that's that's one of your best weapons right there, because you know we're gonna be going three and out. You know, we'll have a lot of that this year. Yeah. So, you know, you got to have a man who can put some foot in the ball. Yeah, flip. But flip the, the most script. important out of all, both of those two, the Holy Trinity who makes up the Holy Trinity mm. is Cameron Cheeseman. All right. Got it. Listen, anytime you. Draft a long snapper. Yeah, you got to have something. Yeah, am I right? So, Joe, and, and I believe they traded up they, to yes, draft him. They traded they up the fifth round, round or whatever it was. They sure did. So, Mister Provolone himself is going to be all right. <laughs> Why Provolone? Why Provolone? Provolone's a solid hey, cheese, man. What you want, American cheese? No, no, uh, little, you know, special. Good old fashioned, seriously sharp cheddar. That's Listen, my oh, come on, come on. Stop, stop. You're going to go with the baked brie, Deacon? Yeah, a little peach dressing on top? All that. <laughs> the one thing that we did see that we didn't uh, uh, anticipate this year, well, some of us didn't. I, I figured he had pictures of uh, the coach somewhere or something. We lost Trapke, which was yeah. one of our gunners. You know, he, he was – if special teams was his thing. You know, he couldn't mm-hmm. check nobody. Yeah. You know, as my boy uh, Trey Z put it, he is the uh, NFL films guy. Well, he's always following the the, the touchdown. <laughs> yeah. so, put a yeah. camera in his hand. He'll get you yeah. a good view. <laughs> so we lost him, which, you know, nobody's crying about. But what I'm excited to see, it, well, I was anyway until we got the news today or yesterday about uh, Brian Robinson getting hurt. You know, God bless him. Hope he comes back uh, full strength. Mm-hmm. Um, was AG being back there, Antonio Gibson, running back some kicks. But sure. I don't think now you put your number one guy back there to run, run back kicks. Yeah. So what I want to see, and, and which we haven't seen yet, because I'm not really excited about Dax Mill being back there because, mm. you know, he doesn't really do it for me as far as a 
punt return or a kick return. You know, I haven't seen them really break anything. What I want to see is the water bug back there. Put Jared Patterson back there Mm. and see what he got. Interesting. You're not going to be playing. He's going to be happy to hear that. Hey, listen, you're not going to be playing him much in the backfield because you go, you know, he's the fourth running back right now. So if you got to keep an extra, which you might as well now that you uh, lost one on to pup, put him back there. Mm. He's the, he did it in college. Mm-hmm. No, Erickson, no love for Erickson as a specialty guy. I don't know if Erickson's gonna be on the uh, team. He might be on the uh, practice squad. So <laughs> yeah. I, you know, what I want to see is I want to see the water bug get his game. That's all I'm saying. Put him yeah. back there. And let him let him run around and see. Because if you can't see somebody, how are you going to tackle him? Right? <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I hear you. Little guy, he's definitely going to be able to squirt through those holes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Well, thank you, Deacon, for for joining us here and right. uh, giving us your special teams take. We have we do have the graphics. Stoner's got it accurate for uh, for the pick. I don't know if you wanted to throw it up there or not. Yeah, I'll just throw it up there, there real quick. Yeah, uh, Deacon, why don't you hit us with the uh, with where our fans can uh, watch you at? And OG, the DMV show, you know, we come on once a week. We try not to do too much uh, at one time. We're kind of old, so, you know, it takes us a minute to get going. But, you know, the OG is on the, on the YouTube. You know, we've got uh, Facebook as well. So, holler at us. Yeah, we just are having fun with everybody. That's all. Yeah, catch the OGs. They're a lot of fun. I love the work that you yep. guys put into yep. your videos and, and all the, the splashes that you guys do yep. throughout the show. <laughs> Lots of fun. This is Deacon, one of the OGs of the DMV. Be sure to check them out on their channel here on YouTube. Thank you, Deacon, for Appreciate joining you, with Deacon. us. Yeah, we have Fellas, to give you that, that round of applause there. Right on, right on. Appreciate it. All right, uh, buddy. The... Uh, we're, we're going to keep this thing moving. Make sure, again, if you're watching, we've got a few more listeners here. Uh, make sure you let us know who you think will be a surprise cut here yeah. with the Washington Commanders. Stoner says we've got a few coming. You got a couple. And, and, and that one, that, that's kind of making my, my, uh, my brain kind of yeah. work. Who, yeah, who yeah. are we going to see? You know, sticking with there. Uh, John Greaves, thanks for, for jumping in here. He says, his first you, time buddy. watching us. I agree with Deacon about Jared on returns. He's shifty and has good hands and good vision. Jared might make the team right now, especially with B-Rob. We are happy to hear that he is recovering. He posted on his own IG. Surgery's going well. Uh, so we're happy to hear that. We did talk a little bit about it yesterday on our day after reckoning mm-hmm. and we'll hope to have con- good news tomorrow during, or not tomorrow, but Wednesday during our show. So we'll see. Let's keep this moving though. We're going to be going to the most important position on the team, the QBs who we've got with Rio. All right. Give me one, one second to bring that up. Uh, so mm-hmm. now the question for our listeners, do you think that Rio's going to take three QBs or do you think Sam Howell has done enough to make this just a cube, uh, two QB team? All right, here we go. What's going on, Washington Commanders Nation? It's your boy Rio Robinson from the Rambling with Rio YouTube channel, and I've been summoned by Ref the District. Shout out to my guy Nate Stoner and Trevi Trev to take care of the quarterback position. They gave me the biggest layup on the roster for this year's 53-man projection. So I'm going to just 
I'm going to just lay it up. I'm going to take it right off the backboard and slam dunk it. There is no questions asked. The starter, the clear-cut guy, face of the organization right now is Mr. Carson Wentz, number 11. The backup quarterback, while most of us agree that the better prospect, higher upside guy is the rookie we took with the 144th pick of the draft, Sam Howe. For now, Taylor Heineke has to be the backup quarterback because he has the game experience. Trust me, I want Howell to jump into this spot immediately, but he's not there yet. Let that man sit in the slow cooker, marinate, and when it's his time to cook, he will take that position, and hopefully he's the future of the franchise one day. So Taylor Heineke, right now, you are the backup quarterback. You are our emergency situation in case for some reason Wentz has to not play but I'm going to knock on wood because I don't even want to put that into existence mm-hmm. and I also have no interest in watching Taylor Heineke start a football game ever <laughs> again so we're keeping three quarterbacks on the roster third string high upside guy Heineke size Wentz's arm gets the ball out in a hurry not a raw prospect not mechanically deficient Sam him how third string but not for long that's your quarterback room. You're not keeping two. They're going to keep three. Howell's going to dress every week. It's that simple. Thank you to Ref the District. Shout out to all of the Washington content creator community. Rio, out. All right. Great video there from Rio. I don't think that's too surprising to see. I think a lot of people have this team taking the three QBs yeah, in me, that order. Let me put this up there. Uh it will take that branding off then again. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think everyone has that order as well. Rio's spot on. Wentz is the clear-cut starter. Heineke is going to stay QB2 for that experience coming in yeah. for emergency. Now, my question, Stoner, is yeah. Taylor Heineke is that emergency QB, but do you see two things that he said to, to this? One is Sam Howell is dressing every week. Do you think that's the case? Uh, yes, because I believe there is that special roster exemption that if you dress a third quarterback, then you can have that extra player instead of 46. I believe you can have 47 Mm. if that 47th is a quarterback. I believe that's the rule. Don't quote me on it. Uh, so yeah, I think he will probably, uh, dress, but either way, I don't think it matters. He's probably not going to play. Right. When's the last time in a game a team has had to go to a third quarterback? Yeah. Obviously, during knock, the knock on season. knock on some wood, that's not going to happen this year for for Washington. Yeah. Now, the the other aspect to that is, do you think obviously Taylor Heineke being the backup quarterback, do you think there is a scenario where Sam Howell comes in that the team is not necessarily in dire straits? You know, because that's what we have talked about is mm. if Sam Howell sees the field. This season's gone horribly wrong. Correct. Is there ever a scenario that you can picture that Sam Howe comes in to play, maybe starts a game, but Washington isn't in dire straits? No. I I, I cannot see that happening at all. I don't know. I don't know how that could possibly come into play at all. I, I mean, what are we talking about here? Sam, if Sam Howell sees the field, as you said, you're in dire straits. There's no two ways about it. If for whatever reason, if it's mop up duty, if it's 
your main guy gets hurt, you know, if Carson gets hurt again, knock on wood, we don't we don't want that to happen or anything. You're always going to bring in Taylor because he's your number two. And if you have to go to a guy, you want to go to the guy who you're probably going to have to go to the next game if he's going to start the next game, right? So you don't want to bring him in cold. You want him to get get those reps, get those reps in that mop-up duty type situation so that the next game he's not coming in cold. I just don't see it. I, I mean, do you ever see a situation other than catastrophe? That I mean, if we're talking time? way late into the season and Heine, Heine, not that Heineke hasn't been doing anything, but rather how has been steadily improving during the season, you know, at practice where they feel he might be the better, you know, option to win a game because the fact that he keeps the playbook open, I yeah. can see, I can see, Heineke doing the emergency fill-in in case Wentz has to leave the game for whatever reason. And then the next game, how starting to – because, again, he keeps that playbook open. I I think that's like a .0001 chance of happening. Yeah. But that's that's something I think I could see. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we did have – you showed it there from uh, Command This – you know they, you know, blown out getting Sam some play. We'll see. I was thinking of a of a situation where it's not a bad situation. It's more of a, you know, we're gonna start the we're gonna start Sam Howell for good reasons. We'll mm. see. Obviously, it's not gonna be too good if you have to miss your uh, your starting QB there. Let's keep this moving on to running backs. I've only seen one, you know, surprise cut so far in the chat. Don't please go ahead and put in your surprise cuts here. I'll, I'll list them as I can see them. But what so far, it? right now, we have EP's the only one who said a surprise cut. She thinks Reeves will get. Ah, okay. Reeves is someone who we talked about being a uh, potentially making this team based off of his play this preseason. We'll see if, yeah. he, if he's going to get cut. But right now, we're going to move on to the running backs. Yeah. Obviously, this situation has changed a little bit with Brian Robinson's injury. Some of the things that they're saying right now is that he could go on the non-football injury list, which would make him miss four games. Mm -hmm. Uh, The team has not made that decision. Ron has come out and uh, said that they're going to work with the doctor, see what position they're in. So, you know, because they might he might not need to miss the full four games. First and foremost, again, we want to talk about his health. We want him to get back healthy as a human being. Football is very much secondary in this. And it seems the team is taking that approach as well, which is good to see. Yeah. But also we talk football as well and we We we're talking roster spots. So we're going to talk about how it affects the roster spots. It's not uh, a disrespect to him and his situation. It's just kind of a reality and what we're talking about right now. Um, And this video for running backs literally came in about an hour before the news broke. So that's how like that's how the timing was kind of messed up a little bit. But this is uh this is Big Doug from the Big Douglas show. Uh you can check him out everywhere that you uh, would watch your videos or listen to audio podcasts. All right, what up Commanders fans? Uh, I'm here representing the Big Douglas Show. Appreciate the Ref the District guys for having me on again this year. Last year I did tight ends. This year we're doing the running back room. Very interesting this year. I went back and forth uh, keeping a fourth running back. I just don't see it happening. I I I think they've got tight ends they like. 
and wide receivers, wide receivers they want to keep. So I think this year we'll see Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, and the rookie Brian Robinson, and probably Patterson to the practice squad. Probably a couple of them to the practice squad. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I know people have been wondering what his role will be. Yes, I think he'll be great at returning kicks, much like he was in college. Uh, I also still think he'll be the feature back for the commanders. Um, I think Brian Robinson will get the 70 carries that Jarrett Patterson had last year. I think they'll knock some of the 220 carries down for Antonio Gibson and give them to Brian Robinson. So I really do think you'll see a three-headed monster this year. Hopefully Antonio Gibson will be used out in space more like we thought he'd been doing for the last couple of years. They didn't. That was on them. I think it was a mistake, uh, but hopefully they'll write the ship this year and do that. I still believe J.D. McKissick is one of the best third down backs in the league and probably could run a little bit more between the tackles if they wanted to. Uh, on to the rookie. I think Brian Robinson has a lot of upside. I think he's here for a reason. And he catches the ball better than people realize and will be extremely productive. Also, it should make Antonio Gibson more productive. The fact that he's not going to have to be used as a back that's pounded between the tackles 180 times or however many times they asked him to go up the gut last year. And so this should be good. The three-headed monster, I think, is what more and more NFL teams are using. Uh, and it should allow for more productivity. So, uh, again, thank you to the Rep the District guys for asking me to participate again this year. And that's what I got. Three running backs. Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, and J.D. McKissick. All right, there you go. I uh, hope to have a good year this year. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Big Doug, for jumping in and giving us those uh, the running backs takes. Now, he he's kind of on board with what I've been saying, which is Antonio Gibson's going to still be the most productive of the running backs. Mm -hmm. I do love these three. I really think that this is a, a solid group of NFL running backs. You got the dynamic players in Gibson and McKissick. You've got a quality running back who they took in the third round, who you and I thought that was the most disappointing pick just, mm -hmm. you know, back in April. Mm -hmm. But now we, we do think Brian Robinson's going to steal, you know, quite a few bit of carries because of just how productive that he can be. Yeah. Well, I think well let's all let's talk about then the implications now that Brian Robinson is is out. Okay. We don't know how long, but let's just assume he's gonna be out for just to say four games. I think it's gonna be longer, whatever. We have no idea. Uh but what does that do to that roster spot? Does that move Jonathan Williams into that third spot? Or does that move uh Jarrett Patterson into that third spot? Or do they go out on the waiver wire and find somebody? Peyton Barber's still out there, I believe, and you know yeah. he doesn't have a job. Uh, or look, Reggie Bonifun is, no. is on this team right now, uh, so it could be him. I doubt it, but uh, uh, so that's the question then. Uh, who is it going to be now? Let's just say, assuming that the uh, the third that Brian Robinson is going to be out for four games. Who's going to be that third running back? Who do you think it's going to be? 
I, I, you know, I, not just because uh, my wife wouldn't let me sleep inside, but uh, but also because I like Jared Patterson. I think that Jared Patterson's that that fourth running back. I do agree, really? Gus Bus, with with uh, with Jonathan Williams being the favorite for those short yardage. You saw that very much in those mm. first couple preseason games where, you know, if it was third and one, they gave the ball to Jonathan Williams, not yeah. Brian Robinson, not, not, uh, not Gibson, not McKissick. They gave it to Jonathan Williams. So I do think he probably edges out because you have a one and two punch there with Gibson and McKissick where you have, you know, some dynamic running and you're just looking for a guy just to, to plug a hole. So Jonathan mm-hmm. Williams makes it for that. But personally, I would go with Patterson. Okay. How about you, Stoner? Yeah, I think Jonathan Williams is going to get that third, uh, that third spot slash fourth spot spot, however you want to look at it at this point. Um, Jared Patterson is fine. Jared Patterson can do some things. There's a lot of things he can't do, but he does have that ability to return kicks, all that stuff. But I just don't think it's enough based on what's in front of him. He's obviously got a better chance today than he did yesterday, but we'll see. And if he wants to stay with this organization, I think he's definitely a guy that they would put on their practice squad. Yep. Assuming he wants to stay. He's a second-year guy, so he falls into that category to where he can easily be moved to the practice squad. So if he wants to stay, then then he's a perfect practice squad guy. This was a name. A lot of names already coming out on the cut list. Washington's yeah. made a few as well. Sony Michelle sure. is probably not making the team, but we'll get to wide receivers here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle was a name that I think surprised a few people. Would you take uh, a flyer on him? I know you mentioned Peyton Barber uh, mostly as a joke, but is there any running back that gets cut? Or are you going to? Are you feel confident with Williams and Patterson as kind of that fourth running back you pull in for emergency purposes? Me, I am going out and I'm bringing everybody in. All these guys, you say, should they give this guy a look? Should they kick the tires? You should do that with every single one of these guys that's on the waiver wire. And why not bring him in? If he comes in there and he's very impressive and he does everything and he's got the right attitude, all that stuff you're looking for, sure, why not? Absolutely. I mean, how do I know whether Sony Michelle is better than Jonathan Williams at this point? you know, today or tomorrow when they start bringing guys in, you don't really know. You just, we just kind of know the names. Uh, that's what we do, but sure. I kicked the tires on a guy who was a stud an absolute stud in college. Who's a super bowl champion. Is he a two time champion? Uh, I mean, he won with the Rams. I think because he won, he won his uh, rookie year with new England, right? Yeah. And didn't he, wasn't he on the Rams last year? I don't know. Maybe it was the year before. Whatever. He's a Super Bowl champion. We know that. So we know he has what it takes there. But but he, he it would be like his fourth team in four or five years or whatever. So he can't be that special. But yeah. you need guys. So, yeah, bring mm-hmm. him in. Corey's a little worried about Gibson as running back one right now while we sure. wait for B-Rob to come back. Uh, is there any concern with that, with the, the seeing the holes, the fumbling the football? I mean – B Rob was basically in line to be the number one to be RB one for a reason. So you're going, you're basically going to plan B. It's not a bad plan B based on performance. The guy scored 21 total touchdowns in two seasons. That's a pretty good plan B when your plan a uh, gets hurt. So 
is he maybe as effective as a plan A that he would be at plan B? Probably not, but he's good enough and he has explosiveness. Let's let's see what happens. Yeah. So you're right. He was with the Rams last year. Command this jumping in with that stat uh, and saying yeah, hands down, good. Michelle is better than any of the running backs uh, that we're talking about as far as Williams or well, or New Patterson. England doesn't think so. The Rams don't think so. The Dolphins don't think so. That's yeah. three teams he's, that don't. He's think definitely that. been bounced around just a little bit, but uh, we'll see. You know, it's going to be interesting. I think that this coaching staff has shown that they like the guys that they already have in. And so I don't see them necessarily bringing in a veteran experience for running back. I think you're going to see some more of the younger guys. If there was somebody who that they thought might have some potential, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know, last year Patterson was one of the, or if not one of the only undrafted free agent that Washington brought in. So that's going to be the running back room. I feel like you're going to see a lot of people were kind of excited to see maybe Patterson back there while we're waiting for B Rob. I think a lot of people were even more excited about Gibson, but I agree with John. You're not going to put Gibson back there to return kicks while he's your running back. No, definitely not. That's just not change. That changes the dynamic of the roster, right? Whether you're going to – maybe now you do Patterson because he plays that role. <clears throat> or maybe you do keep, as we go later on, a certain corner or somebody like that or a wide receiver Yeah, Danny because that, has the that roles have now flex, shifted. Yeah. yeah, so it's very fluid today. And, and there are decisions being made at Commander's Park that they didn't think that they had to make yesterday, that they were not – planning on making yeah, Ron Rivera plays. said that they were actually watching Brian Robinson tape yeah. when they got the news of the incident. So yeah. uh, they were definitely working some of the, those late nights trying to cut this roster down to 53. That's what we're doing right now. If you like what you're hearing, make sure that you like this video, subscribe to the channel. Let's yeah, get please. this show moving to the tight right. ends. Don't forget to put in any of your surprise cuts in the in the chat there as we continue let us know who your tight ends are going to be as as we bring up our video from one of the content creators here with the commanders who do we got for the tight end group tight ends we've got parker hamlet or as you called him yesterday parker hamilton uh from uh it's parker hamlet from sidelines washington so he's got the tight ends let's see if you all agree with what he says or not, because there may be a surprise here. What is going on, everybody? This is Parker Hamlet, host of the Sidelines Washington podcast for the Sidelines Sports Network. You can check us out on YouTube. Audio doesn't matter. Uh, Sidelines underscore WFT on Twitter. Easiest place to find us. But I'm here today to help rep the district, nail down their final 53. And, man, it's been a doozy because this is a tough pool to pick from i've been assigned tight in logan thomas obviously activate off the pup list isn't playing any preseason games but he is building that chemistry with quarterback carson wentz whenever he comes back who knows but i do know he is tight in number one for this offense that is our first tight end then this is where things get tricky cole turner the draft pick very exciting stuff uh out of nevada and coming in the league maybe not the best blocker but as far as being an athlete I don't know many more people that made more plays than him at training camp and OTAs. If you get this guy healthy, he is going to be a problem and a difference maker on this offense. So he is a lock for the roster as well. 
Then you go back two drafts ago, you get a guy like John Bates, who this coaching staff is very high on. Both these guys have practiced it this week. They are my top three locks at the position. This is where things get tricky because I've had Doc Walker on the Silence Washington podcast. We talked about it. He really likes what he sees out of our Armani Rodgers. Then you have guys who played the position like Logan Paulson, who on the Big Douglas Show said, I think Curtis Hodges is the guy. He is the, he is the final piece to the puzzle at the tight end position. You had Eli Wolf come in and leave almost simultaneously. Then you had Kendall Blinn, who was a little bit of a role player for the uh, Rams in their Super Bowl run last year. But as far as tight end is concerned, I got Logan Thomas. I got Cole Turner. I got John Bates. And I have Armani Rodgers simply based off of all of the playing time he has gotten this preseason. So I got four tight ends making it for the Washington Commanders final 53. Stoner, Trev, Nathan, everybody, thank you for the time. Uh, obviously, like I said, subscribe to Sons Washington Podcast, and uh, we'll see how they affect my picks moving forward, but on to the next one. All right, we appreciate Parker jumping in there. He hit his uh, socials a couple of times, so you can check out sidelines here. Uh, four tight ends. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Amani Rogers. Okay. I just don't know that I like the four tight ends. I think that that's going to be a bit much. Uh, if they keep four, I think that speaks to Logan Thomas's health. Mm. But, and then the fourth tight end, I mean, you, I, Gus Bus, he's taken Blanton over, um, o- over Armani Rogers. And I think that's probably a safer bet. You can stash. Armani Rogers as he develops because he is switching positions. Mm-hmm. So Blanton is a guy that I think that if he falls off, he's going to end up on a roster somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, if you follow this show, we we talk about the tight ends a lot because the one time we got out to training camp, the tight ends were practicing right there in front of us. So we got a really good look at that particular time. It was only Cole Turner, Armani Rogers. And Curtis Hodges, and and at the time, uh, Alex uh, Armaugh was practicing with him. And Samus Reyes was there at that time as well. And there was no doubt, in my mind anyway, with that up-close look, that Curtis Hodges, Cole Turner, and Armani Rodgers are three above-average tight ends. Mm -hmm. And so it's very difficult to kind of say that they're only going to keep one of those on the 53-man roster i actually agree that there's going to be four tight ends uh that they that they keep and i don't know if it's going to be armani rogers because like you said nathan he's a guy who played quarterback just one year ago but he has some talent he's shown a lot of skills even in training camp at this level so i think they put they stash him so i think it's either going to be curtis hodges or blanton it's going to be one of those two guys that's going to take that fourth spot. I just think they are going to take fourth because of the uncertain full health of Thomas and Bates, by the way. Yeah, Bates, Bates did practice today, up, yeah. but he's you know he's not 100%, that's for sure. And you know Logan's not 100%. So that's this is one of the tougher ones to deal with. And hopefully they can stash some of these guys on the practice squad if they don't make uh, the 53. I love Doug's comment here. XQBs to run double pass trick plays. Yeah, that that is something we've seen. Logan's Logan Thomas, that, yeah, he's done it for it. Maybe you can do it with Armani Rogers. One of the things I'll say is Rogers had the opportunity given to him 
over the last two preseason games. And I just don't know that I saw enough for him to have mm. earned a spot yeah. over somebody again, like Blanton, who has, you know, game tape on him. Sure. You, again, you can stash Rogers. I don't see Rogers being picked up. He's a developmental product. Uh, he undrafted free agent. You know, he probably sticks with this team because we're the ones who are taking that chance and trying to develop him. Right. So likely sticks sticks around here on the practice squad. Blanton, I'm taking over Hodges. Hodges health is also one of those. He's he Mm -hmm. missed the last preseason game for health reasons. Uh, He's an undrafted free agent. And so to me, if you're going to keep a fourth, I'm going to go with Blanton over those two. That's fair. For those reasons. Uh, And as as Parker said there in his clip that Logan Tom, uh, Logan Tom's Logan Paulson on the big Doug show said Curtis Hodges is that guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the best of these, of the Armani Rogers, Blanton Hodges, Wolf Reyes. Arm- well, Blanton, know, all those guys. Yeah. Blanton. I don't, wasn't on the team until very recently That's because, true. Of, because of injury. So I don't know yeah. if Logan Paulson had that, had Fair that enough. on there. So, but we, we saw Hodges up front. I mean, he definitely looks the part. He, he, he absolutely looks the part. So Cole I mean, Turner, who we all know is a monster, right? Cole Turner did not look down on Curtis Hodges. Yeah. They were eye to eye. They were two really big dudes and Armani Rogers or uh, yeah, Armani Rogers, not necessarily slight of stature either. Yeah. He's a big, those three dudes are huge. Some really nice, large targets for Carson yeah. Wentz, who tends to favor his tight ends. Now he hasn't had quite the wide receiver core that he has had since his whole career, right? This wide receiver yeah. core on paper is probably the best wide receiver group that he's had. Of course, you got the first three as a lock, but then it gets kind of interesting there at the end. Let us know who you think we're going to keep for wide receivers as we're going to bring on somebody here for the wide receiver group. Who do we got stoner? Yeah, we got command this uh, podcast with Steve, Dev and Phil. Uh, I believe Steve is here in the chat uh, watching right now. And love Steve. There may be a little bit of controversy with this one as well. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. What's going on. This is command this. I'm your boy, Steve. That's Phil, and we got Dev. Hey, we're doing the top 53-man roster for the wide receivers for the Washington Commanders. So without further ado, I'll kick it off. Hey, first wide receiver is going to be Scary Terry. Just got that big contract in the offseason. You know he's making this 53. Dev. Uh, Curtis Samuel, fastest guy on the team, kind of a uh, Swiss Army knife for a receiver position. Can't wait to see us get him in open field. Boom. Jahan Dotson, Penn State product, first-round draft pick, a guy who's going to show that he's got those glue hands and that downfield speed to stretch the field. All right. And the fourth wide receiver, these are not in any particular order, but I'm going Cam Sims. He did a lot in the preseason to show that he's still value-add to this team, caught that great touchdown from uh, Taylor Heineke last week versus the Chiefs. 6'4", six, 6'5", six, big-body wide receiver. He's making this 53 as a uh, as a wide receiver on the Commanders. Phil. Deami Brown will be the next one to make the roster. He is a pick by this coaching team. They're very high on him, and I think that he'll do well as a burner downfield as well, who can uh, flourish with a stronger arm quarterback starting this season. Dev, bring us home. 
Uh, last but not least, man, the uh, sneaky, athletic, uh, cunning, excellent route running, hard working, working the slot, and your ex girlfriend, Dax Milne. Whoop, whoop. That's steal right. Steal your girlfriend and hopefully Mr. steal Mr. some y'all. <laughs> 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 your girl, Dax Milne. Hey, right. Nathan, Trev, Stoner, thanks for having us. This was fun. As This is our second year in a row doing this. Love the tradition. There's your top six wide receivers. They're, we think they're going six. They're not going seven. They're not going eight. They're going six. Lots of other holes to fill. So that's awesome. who we got. We appreciate you guys. This is Command This. Peace. Appreciate the Command This team coming out here and joining us for that one. Uh, make sure you check them out. Command This here on YouTube. Uh, great group of guys. I love this list. This is this is the list that that I have here. Wait, Trev, Trev, Trev jumping in with the the Cam Sims. Trev, Trev's not here today because he had he had a he had to work in the office. Cam, <laughs> he called Cam Sims out, and Cam Sims followed Trev. Yeah. So uh, he's waiting. He's waiting to see and and clap back when he makes the team here. Yeah. I think this is the list, um, <laughs> and. You know, we had some discussion after the after Diami's play against the Ravens. Maybe he's not the fifth wide receiver. Maybe he's the sixth wide receiver. But I do think that he's shown enough in the team. Some of the things that they talked about uh, there with the command this team that he's drafted by them. They like him because he's a burner. He can create that space. So I, I personally think that this is a group uh, that is accurate, very accurate. What do you think, Stoner? Yeah, I, I would keep six as well, but there are a lot of people out there who think seven. And after Saturday night's performance, a lot of people think maybe Deami Brown is on the bubble now. Uh, maybe there's a an Alex Erickson or, or one of those other guys or a McGowan who might slip in there. Uh, and and these guys made this video before the game, and I warned them. I said, are you sure you want to do it before the game? Because who knows what? happens in the game could affect your uh, decisions. And sure enough, Diami had that terrible game. And I don't think it cost him a roster spot. You know, I'm just saying that there are some people out there who think he's on the bubble. I don't uh, think so. I think it's six. But again, this whole thing with Brian Robinson could affect how this all works in terms of who you're going to have returning kicks, returning punts and all this. So maybe now Alex Erickson, could possibly make it as a seventh uh, wide receiver just so that he so can handle. Brian Robinson game. ends up on NFI, right? You're, you're, Who knows? You're, you're take you are you taking Erickson over that uh, uh, another running back? I mean, you're talking if he goes on NFI, yeah, the non football injury list, right? Yep. So he's got to miss four games. He's not counting against the roster. You're going to have three running backs. You're taking uh, a seventh wide receiver in that case. Uh, I'm probably not. I, I'm not. I'm good with those six. I don't think there's a guy that's that's teetering on that edge that really wants to get in at that seventh spot. So I'm not. But you never know. They might. Yeah. I think that it's interesting. Last year they brought in a uh, kick returner specialist, right? At, who ended up winning over a lot of fans and, sure. and played fairly well for the the Burgundy and Gold last year. They bring in Erickson, and I think a lot of people kind of expected that that same thing to happen. But Erickson kind of reminded me a little bit more of uh, Humphreys rather than mm. uh, uh, my, my spacing on number one from last year. 
that can picture DeAndre and drop Carter. DeAndre Carter. Right, right. Um, so I think he reminds me a little bit more of Humphreys. Uh, you know, well, kind of like have the dynamic Dev was saying, Carter play is, is that because he's a, a white slot receiver? Is that why <laughs> the comparison is? That's what Dev was saying. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying it. Myself. Dax Milne is uh, is shifty. I've liked what I've seen from Dax Milne. I, I definitely think that uh, it'll be pretty good. The, you, but you can see right here in our chat, we have some people saying, uh, you know, that Erickson should be on the roster. Some people saying, no way Erickson should be anywhere near this roster spot. Deami Brown should be here. Deami Brown should not be on this team. All those things. So yeah, right here. Uh, in our in our chat, you have that difference of opinion between fans. Trav's got us up in the bar. Make sure that you hit him oh, up nice. in Lexington. What you up, Sky Bar? Sky Bar, how's it going, Sky Bar? Uh, would love to see you guys uh, sometime. Make sure you take a picture of that for us, Trev. I, I agree with you, Gus Bus. If if DeAndre Carter. You know, if they wanted that specialist, they would have stuck with DeAndre Carter. It wasn't going to catch him. Now, Gus Bus is now asking, though, with DeAndre Carter, do you think he makes the roster this year? I mean, I mean, if you just say that he does the exact same thing that he did last year, does mm-hmm. he make this roster? He might make it over Dax Mill. I mean, he, he I, might. I agree. I think he spot. makes it over. I think he makes it over Dax Mill because of that versatility, right? He's mm-hmm. very dependable in the kickoff and the punt return. Whereas Dax Milne, you're not hundred percent sure yet because he hasn't proved it on a consistent basis the way DeAndre Carter did. Yeah. You're probably right. He does make it as the sixth guy. If, if he's here, it would be a surprising cut to see Deami go. Just don't see it happening. Uh, we'll see though. One of the most important position groups coming up right now. That's your offensive line. There's been, you know, there's been a lot of turnover, they get jettisoned out their two guards, bring in two new guys. Those guys are injured. You see a lot of younger guys playing fan favorite. We know Gus bus loves himself some West Schweitzer, but where are our, where's our O line going and who's helping us out with this? All right. Bleeding Burgundy uh, key uh, in this particular one. It's, it's John and Jesse uh, Keith is uh, on vacation right now. So he wasn't a part of this particular video. But again, Bleeding Burgundy, you can find them anywhere. They do uh, a weekly show. They're they're ramping it up to twice a week um, during football Just season. Just up their video, too. Love to see it. Yep. So this is uh, John and Jesse from Bleeding Burgundy. They're going to tell us all about the uh, offensive line, who they would have on the roster. Hi, everybody. This is John, and welcome to the Bleeding Burgundy podcast uh, segment here on Ref the District. And we're going to be discussing the offensive line and who we think is going to make the team. I think several of them are pretty obvious. What do you think, Jesse? Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, we. we I guess I should introduce eight. my partner. Uh, Sorry, eight. I guess I should introduce you. This is my partner, Jesse Martin, yeah, here on the good looking one over here. I'm That's right, the, one, the hairy one. Uh, our other friend, uh, Keith Gray, he's off doing some god awful ridiculous. He's thing. at a nudist beach right now. Um, I'm sure he is. He's probably enjoying himself a, a nice bubbly bottle of uh, alcoholic air. Yeah, that's that's a pretty scary thought. I don't know why I just uh, I said that. But anyways, um, yes, look, we probably got uh, eight that are definite no matter what uh, on, on this team. Uh, the question is, John, are we going to keep nine, 10, 11, dare I say 12 offensive linemen with dare the heart injury uh, uh, issues that goes on with this team? Um, one thing about this, though, 
uh, we have John Maskow. I, I think he's one of the uh, the best offensive line coaches uh, in the NFL. Uh, our offensive line has done great the past few years since he's been here. Um, mm-hmm. and, and kudos to him, man. Uh, he can work with pretty much uh, anybody. So so that's definitely a plus for this uh, roster. Yeah, and the, uh, the thing to add on to that is, is that it hasn't been a situation where all of a sudden we haven't been struck with injuries. We've been hit with injuries all over that line, yeah. and he's managed to continue to patch it together and keep piece, pieces moving and keep things in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos to him. So we're, we're just going to put a lot of hope on him. I think the, let's just get the obvious out of the way. The starting five is Leno, Norwell, Rouillet, uh, I guess Trey Turner, we're going to say. They signed him. They brought him in. So far, I think he put his uniform on the other day just to see if it fit. Uh, Sam Cosby, those are our five going across the board. Yeah, and then uh, also we're going to add Schweitzer. Uh, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, it's either going to be him or Turner um, at the other car position. Uh, but uh, Schweitzer, is a, he's a bull. He can play uh, all uh, interior spots in the line. So he's a definite on this yes. team. Yes, um, he can then, block a pickup truck. You've heard me say it before. Absolutely. absolutely. I guess then our other lock is um, is Cornelius Lucas, our swing tackle. Um, yeah. Good to have him back. Um, I, I know I think he was out with an illness for a while, but he is back and and, and he can play, man. Uh, he can come in in a pinch. Uh, he started uh, for us a couple of years ago all year long. He did great at left tackle, uh, but he is a lock as well. Um and I guess we get Chris Paul is also a lock, our draft pick. He's, we've been hearing good things about him uh, uh, all offseason long. Uh, he's strong as an ox, uh, and, and he could very well have some playing time this season. And I think right there, those are our eight locks. Would you, would, would you agree with that, John? I would probably add Sadiq Charles into there as well just because of his experience, even though he hasn't had a whole lot of playing time. They've kept him on this roster for several years. They've used him in a pinch when they've needed to. I don't know how well he's performed. There's been times where I've watched him just get completely okie doke. But you know, do they do they cut bait on him, or are they going to keep him around one more year? What do you, think? You, you know, I think um, that depends, man. I I, I haven't Spit seen anything out. out of Char- out of Charles uh, that uh, you know when we first drafted him, everybody think I thought that we got a steal. Um, I, I I did. You know, he played well at uh, LSU. Uh, I just haven't seen enough from him that will warrant a lock of a roster spot. That's just me, though. I think he yeah. probably makes it, but, yeah. man, I don't know. Yeah, I would also agree. He's a question. The only reason that I would even put him in there as a possible is because he's been here so long. You know, obviously they must see something in him because he hasn't really shown it on the field uh, at all. In fact, I think there's been times when he's really looked bad. But uh, they keep him around, so maybe they expect that he's finally going to be back off of whatever injuries have been bothering him uh, and that he's finally going to start to pro- progress. So um, I'm going to – That's nine right I'm there. Gonna, what's that? That's, That's nine, nine right there. That's nine if we include Charles. All right, so you got to think about Keith Ismail as well, even though he yeah. hasn't really played all that well. You know, you got Chase Rouillet coming back off a of bad injury. Um, you, yeah, you've got to maybe – Larson's on the top list. He's going to be on this team uh, uh, once he's healthy enough. Uh, Larson, he, he's done great in a backup role. Uh, we know what Schweitzer can play center too, uh, but we'd rather have him at the guard spot. So when Larson comes available, he's going to be on this team. But for right now, uh, we're not going to fill his roster spot. So Ismail, I think, is a good um, uh, a, a, a good person to have on the team. That that makes ten right you now. You have to put uh, Ismail on there. 
I mean, you have to. And I mean, perhaps if, if Ismail gets cut, they keep Charles because Charles can play guard and you can move West Martin over and play center in case Chase goes down. But we're not going to even say Chase goes West down. Schweitzer. I've now said Chase goes down three times, but we've cursed him. So that's my fault, everybody. If Chase goes down, my fault. Burbandy and gold, I'm sorry. My <laughs> but uh, all right, um, so I've got him right now at 10. Yeah. Because uh, you've got to keep Ismail. I yeah, at least for now. Uh, now these guys that are back in the back there, of, of all of them, Aaron Montero. I think that they might like him because he came in in a pinch and he was able to step in and play. He did pretty well. Um, they may like Wes Martin. He's been here before. They just brought him back. Maybe they just brought him back to rubber hose the the Jaguars. You know, play, playbook out of him. Maybe that might yeah. be it. I think uh, last night in the game, John Toth. I think played himself right out of position. I do. Just I agree too. Yeah, you're the center, man. You got another snap. Yeah, it's fine with you. Um, Alex Akingbulu. Akingbulu is is a fun word to say. However, I don't know that they're going to say it on the day that they <laughs> they might say the word and say, "Come and get you." Know, the coach wants to see you bring your playbook, but I think he's practice squad eligible. So I think that for sure we're going to see at least one or two of these guys go to practice squad. Oh, My absolutely. Team, yeah, probably more. Yeah, Willie Beavers. The, your name just makes it. I want to keep this guy around. I just like this guy. You want, I want to just to be able to say Willie Beavers, you know, made the block or Willie Beavers with the pancake or something like that. But I think he's practice squad bound. So there's my 10. What about yeah, Nolan? No, I, I, I think um, I agree with you uh, too. Count them down while I go down the list one more time for uh, Red District. It's Leno, Cosme, Rulie, Norwell, Turner, Schweitzer, Lucas, Chris Paul, uh, Charles. Keith Ismail, is that ten? That's ten. Did I forget? You got yeah. yeah I, 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 I don't know. I, I wasn't counting. I was just moving my finger yeah, that's around. 10. That's, your like 10 right there. that's your ten right now. You can come check us out on the Bleeding Birdie podcast. We uh, we record on Tuesdays or no Mondays. We, we Mondays, Mondays now. Mondays yeah, we're recording now. on Monday yeah. evenings. So yeah, Monday we can evenings. we'll have it for you for your Tuesday ride in, so and that you can stop on, listening to freaking Kevin Sheehan. Yeah, there you go. And also, we will be moving to two uh, episodes per week during the season. Uh, so we'll have our uh, preview episode on Fridays, and then our uh, as uh, ref the district their their day of reckoning. Our um our uh, what the hell happened Mondays uh, after the game. To, uh, right <laughs> yeah. now, make sure uh, this week. Let's see. Today is Sunday as we record this. We're going to record a show tomorrow evening. Make sure everybody gives us a listen because we are going to have a. Uh, arrival from the NFC East, calling in mm. to discuss where he finds and what he gets when he goes to the glory hole. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks, right. fellas. That's uh, John and, and Jesse from the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. They're a great group of guys. Lots of fun that you can have with them. Mm, uh, and I, I have not yet checked out the the glory hole episode, but I'm gonna have to gonna have to give that one a, a listen. Well, they're probably but, recording right now, so you can yeah. listen to it tomorrow. The uh, ten offensive linemen. I asked this in the chat to see where we were mm -hmm. with what not where you know how many would you keep? Yeah, uh, we got Grayson saying ten is way too much, and then Corey right after him saying ten or eleven. That's what yeah. we're gonna keep. I, I know how you can keep between ten and eleven, but yeah. uh, ten I'm gonna and a half guys. 10. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep ten, and yep. I feel like this list is fairly accurate. I think if yep. there's gonna be one switch, it's gonna be Sadiq Charles out and West Martin in. Well, that's that's absolutely a possibility. So yeah, I, I'm at ten as well, and I think uh, yeah, if if you do 
if there are any changes, then yeah, Wes Martin for Sadiq Charles. Uh, we brought him back for a reason. I mean, he was obviously he got cut, but you brought him back uh, because you're familiar with him and you're probably pretty happy with what he can do in a backup role. Um, uh, Tyler Larson is going to start on the, uh, the on the bottom. reserve injury list, so he's going to be out for at least four games. And as soon as those four games are up and he's healthy, Keith Ismail, he's gone. I yeah. don't know if he's practice squad. I think this is his third year. So, I mean, everyone's eligible for practice squad, but whether or not they want to use a practice squad spot for him, that's another story. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm in lockstep with these 10 uh that they put out there and then what you said possibly changing out West Martin for Sadiq Charles. I'd probably be okay with that. Somebody asked if Trey Turner played. He did not play. No. Uh, he, did the Ravens, just he did suit up. Uh mm, not for yeah. the game, but he did uh he did actually put on the pads for practice today. Yes, he did. Right? He so he put on the practice today, today uh, for pads for practice day, but did not suit up against the Ravens. You saw yeah. a lot of Chris Paul, and a lot of people were raving about <clears throat> his play. Mm-hmm. Now, that is against those second and third stringers that mm-hmm. he's he's having a good game against, but you want him to shine against that talent so that way you can have confidence putting him in. Now, Trey Turner didn't suit up, and he's been battling injuries. How confident are you on that right side of the line here? Do you put in someone like Wes Schweitzer over Trey Turner? Or do you think they're going to stick with Turner? I mean, uh, everybody tells me that Wes Schweitzer is the second coming of Joe DeLamalaire. I mean, nobody gets that reference. That's like from the 80s. Uh, but so why is he not starting? So that's that's what I say about Wes Schweitzer, if he's not starting over a guy like Trey Turner, then he can't be that great. But uh, but we'll see what happens on that right side. Yeah, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a bit interesting, and we'll see what it is. Uh, shout out to Steve and the Command This podcast. Thanks for the $5, the four ninety nine donation. We appreciate always keep that. Super Chat up, but we don't like to push it. Uh, but those who do use that, we appreciate it. Much love. Uh, showing the channel. We're trying to show a lot of our content creator friends some love today. Mm-hmm. Command This is definitely one of the ones that we enjoy having on and interacting with. Same with the Bleeding Burgundy. I think those guys did a great job with that offensive line group. Mm-hmm. That's going to be something. Gus Bus loves himself some West Schweitzer. He's Weapon yeah. X. Uh, Corey asked, what are the chances that they pick up an offensive line guy that's been cut from another team? I would say way up there. There's really? a I mean, not necessarily to come in and, and start or whatever, but picking up offensive linemen when guys get cut, it happens all the time. Just like somebody's going to pick up some of our offensive linemen yep. that we cut. If you cut a Sadiq Charles, Sadiq Charles is getting picked up by somebody. Sure, right? that's that's fair. I mean, I mean, you look at Wes Martin's situation, he was cut exactly. and then immediately picked up by Just the like commanders. That. So that's, that's fair. I don't necessarily rank it as high for them to pick up somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that they like this group. Uh, but, you know, if they're picking somebody up, I just don't see it replacing those 10 unless you're replacing Ishmael. So yeah. that's where we'll see. That's where I'm thinking as far as that's concerned. You know, we're going to go from one side of the trenches to the other side of the trenches. We have the defensive line group coming up. Who's who's helping us out with this one, Stoner? Uh, so this is going to be our guys from uh, Declassified Washington podcast. This is uh, uh, Declassified is made up of uh, Brian, who 
um, Ellie and Eric. And Eric took uh, the duties for this particular one. We had uh, Brian on with us last week for our day after reckoning. Uh, so this is declassified with the defensive line, and I got a problem with this. Uh-oh. So oh, what's up, everybody? This is Eric from the Commander's Declassified Podcast at Declassified WFT on Twitter. And uh, I'm helping out Ref the District this week with your final 53 projection. My job is to bring you the defensive line, and I'm going to do just that. Your projected opening day defensive line roster Let's start with the defensive tackles. We know Jonathan Allen's making it. He's a pro bowler. He's one of the best players on the team, made the NFL top 100. He's not going anywhere. He's our starting He's our starting uh, defensive tackle. Deron Payne, the other guy, going into the last year of his contract, he's looking to get paid. Look for Deron Payne to have an absolute monster year. He's definitely making this roster. Fidarian Mathis, the young buck they drafted out of Alabama in round two this year. He's an easy choice to make this roster. And I think a surprise on this roster may be David Bata. Um, primarily because I don't think they're going to go into the season with just three defensive tackles, and nobody else has really popped in preseason at that position. So I think David Bata has a chance to make this roster. At defensive end, of course, Montez Sweat. He's another guy looking to get paid, and he's going to have a huge year this season. James Smith-Williams is going to take over while Chase Young is on that physically able to uh, unable to perform list. He's your starter opposite Montez Sweat. And because Chase Young is on the pup, that's going to open up a roster spot for another guy as well. I think Casey Tuhill makes it as a defensive end. He's played really well this preseason. A lot of reporters, a lot of coaches have mentioned him. We got to see him a little bit uh, when we were out at OTAs and in preseason and uh, at the training camp practices we were able to attend. And yeah, he's done a really good job. I think he makes this team. Now, if we keep nine or if we keep eight, that's the that's the final question. There's two guys, I think, that have an equal shot at that last defensive line position, um, and that would be Daniel Wise and Shaka Tony. I think they end up keeping both. They squeeze out a roster spot elsewhere um, to keep both of these guys on the roster. But if it comes down and they have to make a decision, I think Shaka Tony makes the cut. Uh, Daniel Wise has been pretty good. He's got some playing time. But Shaka Tony just brings something a little bit different that the uh, rest of the roster – doesn't have at this position. Ron Rivera has mentioned several times uh, throughout training camp about Shaka Tony's speed off the edge. He's got the nice uh, bend. Now, he's a situational pass rusher for sure. I don't think he's an every down guy. He only weighs like 220 pounds. Uh, well, maybe a little more than that, but you know, you get my point. Um, so, but I think he's he's the guy that's going to make it. But I honestly think we we end up going with nine defensive linemen. We keep that extra defensive end, and Daniel Wise makes the team. William Bradley King. Uh, is a practice squad candidate as well. Uh, Daniel Wise, you know, if again, if we have to trim the roster, he may end up on the practice squad. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he makes the team. So that's your starting uh, defensive line heading into the 2022 season. Be sure to check us out uh, on all your favorite podcatchers. We are Commander's Declassified Podcast. You can catch us on Twitter at Declassified WFT or myself, Eric Etrod 40 at Etrod42. You can see how often I'm on Twitter. And uh, thanks for Rep the District to having us out. And we look forward to hearing from you. We'll talk to you later. Appreciate Eric joining us there from the Declassified Podcast. He did hit up his socials. Make sure you check them out. Great content. Very smart. They do have the website as well, producing some articles. We had Brian on last week, and we've had uh, you know we've had Ellie on a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a problem with this list, Stoner, so I'm just going to pump it right to you. What yeah. do you have? What's your problem with this list? Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of F.A. Obata. Who's going to make this football team? Really? Okay. Yeah, that's and what Doug is talking about right now as well. What about Obata? 
It's exactly right, Doug. He is making this team. So that means one of these guys got to go because I believe they're also going to keep nine on here uh, as well. And somebody uh, mentioned it earlier. Uh, Bada, David Bada, is on that international list. Mm-hmm. So he does not count against the 53. So he's exactly right. Grayson is exactly right that you can have 54 if David Bada is on this list. Okay. But I am, I am putting in addition to uh, what's on here, I am putting FA Obata on this list, probably over Daniel Wise. Now, Daniel really? Wise has made some plays, but I think Obata is is a better uh, is a better player at this point, and Daniel Wise can probably just go on the uh, practice squad. One of the names that I per- I I like this particular name, this guy, the way that he plays, but I will have to say. I think that this might be a surprise cut for a lot of people because we do like his play. And that's Shaka Tony. Mm-hmm. I really think that this one, he he continually was playing with the threes, right? So he wasn't even playing with the twos. He's playing with the threes. You see some of the excitement there. You see why he's on this team. He has this burst. He has the bend. Mm-hmm. What he's not doing is he's not keeping lane integrity and he's and he's just not, even though he has that speed and everything that you want to see, he's not getting to the quarterback. Some of that is his size. Ron's talked about potentially keeping him as a, you know, you know, situational pass rusher. Yeah. But you if you're going to be kept on for that role, then you need to maintain your gap integrity, right? You need to not run circles around the QB, which mm-hmm. is something that we were seeing with Sam Mills and even Chase Young and Montez Sweat were guilty of. You know, they're running these deep routes rather than crushing in and trying to take after the quarterback. So mm-hmm. I, I would not be surprised to see Shaka Tony being the victim cut here rather than mm-hmm. Daniel Wise. I think he's actually done enough to stay on this team and Shock Tony might be the one who's uh, who's cut. Uh, Gus Bus, why not use Tony as a pure pass rusher? Why put him in the position to keep lane integrity? Strictly use him on third and long. You that's that's fine. You still have to keep the 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 lane integrity. Look at how badly that uh, you know. I mean, granted, we're not going to face the Mahomes during the regular season, right? But there was a lot of times where our defensive ends were just going too far out and leaving this open hole for Patrick Mahomes, you know, or a quarterback to be able to squeak, you know, squeak out and they're not in a position to make a play anymore. And Mm -hmm. so you don't want to see that if you can, you know, it's fine to keep him in as a positional pass rusher. Again, I like what I see from him minus the fact that he just, he, he takes these wide routes. He, he doesn't, he, he leaves these open gaps and you can't have that. Uh, because you're going to just get beat by these better quarterbacks. And so, and maybe not even better quarterbacks, but even mobile quarterbacks, right? We, mm-hmm. We're going to face Jalen Hurts two times this year. Do you really mm-hmm. want to give him on a third and 10, a wide open lane? No, you're right. not going to want to do that. So that's why I think Shock Tony might be a surprise cut come uh, come tomorrow. It is actually great information with Bada being that international player, being a 54th player for the team, mm-hmm. because I do think that they will like to stack up this roster on the in the trenches. So what in happens the- when Chase comes back? Who's gone off of this list? 
off of this particular list. I'm going to bring that list back up here just to, yeah. to look at it. I would say, you know, you're probably losing, you know, then you're probably losing Wise uh, or Hill. It's yeah. really going to come down to who's been showing up during the uh, during the time that Chase is out. We're probably not going to see Chase until week seven. You know, he's going to be he's on the pup, so he's of course missing the four. Uh, sure, but yeah. then he needs a week of practice. You know, there's a short week in week six. So realistically, looking at week seven, so who's who's played well in those first six games? enough to keep the roster spot. Yeah. And sometimes an injury takes care of that decision for you. There may be a guy that, that needs to uh, sit because of injury and makes that decision easy. So we'll see what happens, but one of these guys and everybody seems to like all these guys, even adding uh, Obata to that list. If you, if you end up keeping 10 or whatever, somebody's got to get cut when Chase Young comes back. So it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see, how this uh, kind of plays out. One of the cuts that happened today was a young man uh, from the cornerback group. Who, and uh, and we gave a little preview of this one. This is our friend, uh, Corey, who's going to give us the cornerback groups. Let's hear it from him, though. Who does he have the commanders keeping on this back group here? Okay, I'll go to cornerback. I had. Uh, oh, sorry, you do have linebackers. I'm the one who skipped it. <laughs> linebackers, you can do linebackers. That's the old Google Home app. Uh, you could do linebackers. I'm sorry, we'll get to Corey in a little bit. Let's do linebackers as planned. Okay, Who's helping us out with linebackers. Uh, linebackers is the Burgundy Zone, so we've got uh, Kyle and Hall uh, from the Burgundy Zone. Uh, who are going to tell us who they believe are linebacker crew? Everybody's favorite position group. Oh right yeah, now, the linebackers. Let us know who you get, uh, who you want to keep as Burgundy Zone lets us know who they are going to keep here on our fifty-three man roster. What's up, rep the district? This is Kyle from the Burgundy Zone, and this is Hall repping the Burgundy Zone as well. And we are doing the 53-man projection project. We are been selected to choose the linebackers. And so the, the number of linebackers, I think, are going to – this is a very tricky situation for the commanders because, you know, we've talked a lot about their base defense is said to be a 4-3, but we think it's more like a 4-2-5 where it's only two linebackers on the field a lot of the times and more DBs. So that kind of makes it more flexible for Washington in the DB room than linebackers. But with that being said, Hall, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis are your starting Mike and Will linebackers in this defense. Who do you think is going to be behind them? Yeah, um, definitely. Like you said, those guys are the, definitely the starters. Um, like you said, not a lot of depth be, only because of the defense, the type of defense that they're running. So obviously they re-signed David Mayo, brought him back early in the offseason. He's going to be the third guy. And the fourth guy, who do you have as your fourth guy? Is the Kalik Hudson, Kalik I think, Hudson, is yeah. the fourth. But I think this is the tricky point because I right now I have them only keeping four linebackers on the roster. But you and I were talking that maybe we should keep that fifth spot open just in case there's somebody gets cut from another team that they could pluck in a veteran and put in as a depth piece later down the line. But I liked uh, Milo Eifler. What I saw out of him last night against the Baltimore Ravens, I'm not sure if he could be that fifth spot. What do you feel about that fifth spot? Yeah, um... I uh, went back and watched. I didn't watch the game yesterday. Went back and watched a little bit of the highlights. He was definitely a guy that I'm not going to say flash, but you saw his number flying around the field a little bit. But I also heard coach after the game talking about how they're going to um, 
look for a veteran. They might possibly look for a veteran guy once other teams cut their rosters down. They might, uh, if they like a guy, they say they might pluck him off the waiver. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the four we just named and maybe a fifth guy if they like someone they see, or maybe Kalik Hudson maybe gets cut off of there and they add another veteran guy as well to make them to make it the fourth linebacker. But, uh, yeah, Eifler, I think that uh, he's a bubble guy. He's probably going to not make the roster. Yeah, and I would be willing to bet that if they were to keep Eifler, that he would be a sort of bubble guy that if maybe if they went down the, the road of bringing back Landon Collins, is that Buffalo Nickel is an extra linebacker to bring in? Uh, because I think Benjamin St. Juice playing in the game last night against the Ravens was very telling about how they feel about that nickel uh, Buffalo nickel spot at the moment. And I feel like they're still looking to change around a little bit. So if we swapped out Milo Eifer with Landon Collins at some point, I wouldn't be mad at that. I would love the depth of linebacker at that point. I would feel much better about going into the season. So for me, I have them picking four linebackers with a possible fifth option, uh, depending on how the roster break down and if they need it in other places. But I would not be surprised if that fifth linebacker is somebody that's not on the roster at the moment. What do you feel? Yeah, I'm in lockstep with you. I think they keep the four that we named and that fifth guy, possibly a veteran that gets cut from another of the 31 other teams out there. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity, Rep the District. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. You can follow the Burgundy Zone on Twitter, on YouTube, all your streaming platforms and iTunes and app platforms that for all your podcasting needs. The Burgundy Zone is there. All right, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Hall. Thank you so much, Rep the District. Washington football. Woo! All right. Thank you, Kyle and Hall from the Burgundy Zone there. Keeping just the four linebackers. And realistically, this is the weakest group, right? The, uh, objectively speaking, this has yeah. to be the the weakest group they have. Uh, is there any problem that you have with the names that they've selected out of the grouping that we have to pick from? No. I, I, if you limit me to out of the group that we have to choose from that are in camp, these are probably the four guys. But I believe now where they said – that they think maybe the fifth, they might bring in a fifth linebacker from off the street or whatever, instead of Milo Eifler, somebody like that. Uh, I think their fourth guy is going to be somebody they they bring off the street. Kalika Hudson has been on the squad. I think this is his third year. Might even be his fourth year. I can't I mean, even I remember. He's going into his fourth year because I don't yeah. think he was drafted from this, uh, this, this, um, administration. this administration. Yeah. I don't think he, he deserves – his play does not deserve to be on the 53-man roster. So I think they're going to end up finding somebody. There's there's uh, linebackers getting cut all over the place already that we've seen that could possibly be in here. So, yeah, I mean, he might make it originally, but I think come game one, I don't think he's going to be on this roster. That's kind of my, my hot take. I think that's fairly accurate. I mean, this isn't a, a group that really inspires you mm-hmm. to to see some good play. Cole Holcomb has been solid for the team, a very you know a tackling machine. Uh, Jamin Davis is starting to come into his own. Hopefully, that continues to to you know develop and see some of that re- some of the reasons why they took him at 19 overall. But then you have David Mayo, Miracle Whip, as Trev likes to call him. Mm, no, Kalik Hudson, I thought this was kind of that guy who could potentially grow into that Buffalo nickel spot, you know, kind of be Landon Collins-esque as yep. far as just down, down there and uh, filling holes. Just not seeing it, right? Just not seeing that ability. 
And I think that if this team does bring Landon Collins back, I don't think that it's going to take a linebacker spot. I think that they still list him as a safety and Mm. just play him up closer to the box. Uh, One of the things that they talked about, Kyle specifically mentioned, was that this isn't a 4-3 defense as much as it's a 4-2-5. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think that a guy like Landon Collins is going to be one of those in the five that you're bringing in rather than take, you know, being one of the two linebackers. I just don't see him being next to Holcomb or next to Davis or Mayo. He's going to be, you know, one of those five uh, cornerbacks, one of the, the back uh, end guys for the yep. team. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, a lot of people are also agreeing that uh, we're going to bring in some assistance there for this linebacker group. I do like Milo, but he's going to hit the practice squad. He's he's not somebody – I think maybe yeah. I like him because of, of how hilarious it was on Sunday Night Football just to have name after name after name and then just get the picture of Milo uh, uh, Eifert up there. Uh, but he has been kind of playing a little bit better. Maybe he takes, you know, Kalik uh, Hudson's spot. I, I just don't know that he's done enough to really unseat somebody who has a veteran presence. Mm-hmm. So, but let's move on to those cornerbacks. Like I said, we gave a sneak peek. This is coming from Corey on the war path here, giving us our cornerbacks as we're closing in on the 53 man count. We're at 42 by my count. So how close yep. are we getting to 53 right now? And how bad is this cornerback group? After those top three guys coming here from Corey. What's up, everybody? It's Corey Sanchez 405 from On the Warpath back again this year to help with Ref the District's 53-man roster prediction. And thank you, fellas, for not setting me up this time like I was Marion <laughs> Barry and the FBI was running a sting. I got <laughs> cornerbacks instead of linebackers this year. And for the most part, it's pretty much a layup when you think about the first three guys, and we'll dive into it. It gets a little hazy at the bottom end, but we'll figure that out as we go. And first of all, we're going to start out with William Jackson, the third PI. And no, it's not private investigators passing interference. We saw it last year. Hopefully, he will be better <laughs> if we actually play a man corner in man coverage. Yes, let's do this for Willie Jackson the third with a name like that. Hey, can't can't keep on getting beat. And then of course the pride of Hokey Choky Land himself, number twenty nine, Kendall Fuller. I like to call him Creamer because he's half and half what I put in my coffee, right? Because it always seems like he has a good half of a season. If you think about twenty twenty, he had a great beginning after he came off injury. Great beginning of that season, kind of tailed off towards the back end of it. Last year, he struggled early on, but got better as the season went on. So he aged like wine instead of coffee creamer. You don't really want coffee creamer uh, aging right there. You have bad stomach. And then, of course, everybody loves, everybody loves Crown Royal, the Canadian whiskey himself, Benjamin St. Juice. It's going to be the nickelback this year. And, of course, uh, Hey, Nickelback, Canadian band, Canadian cornerback, let's make it work. Somebody called Chad Kroger and company, but he will be your number three guy right there. And then it gets a little foggy. And I think about at number four, it's all, it's corn. Corn is awesome. Well, that little boy thinks that. I don't think this corn is, but it is the pride of the Miami Hurricanes and the former deity of the Aztec people. 
It is Corn Elder. He's a Ron Rivera guy. He was in Carolina. They brought him up here last year. Think he didn't do anything besides get poked in the eye that will hurt his chances. And then you look at the back end of it. I think Danny Johnson, although he did get uh, cooked uh, on the outside against the Ravens, I think he'll still make the team because he does have that value at the uh, punt kickoff returner. Excuse me, and that that will bode well for him going for it because he gives a what that position flex. And then wrapping it up. I think just because he's a draft pick here, it's Christian Holmes, number six, the uh, is the sixth cornerback, and I think you'll see him uh, not not that much, but still, I like I, I like him there, and that is what I have for our cornerbacks for the Washington Commanders. Six guys going into the room, and hopefully they will play uh, well. And like we always know, there could be some changes there. There could be a surprise cut. But I think those first three, the bottom three, a little bit of question mark. But, hey, back to you guys. Appreciate it. As always, I say on my channel, love, peace, and hell. And keep that same energy. I'm out. Corey is an absolute blast, an absolute gem. Appreciate him coming on here. Make sure you check out his channel, On the Warpath. Uh, absolute delight. Yeah, Grayson, uh, EP. Corey, all giving some love there for uh, for uh, for Corey. Uh, love to see it on the war path. Check them out. Six cornerbacks agree with this assessment. First three, I feel pretty comfortable with. Bottom three, I think we start to find ourselves questioning what is going to happen this year. You know, is there going to be communication issues, or do they have that together? Danny Johnson, absolutely, just getting embarrassed against the mm -hmm. Ravens here in the third preseason game making me really wonder, is he going to make this roster? Stoner, where do you stand with the cornerbacks here for the Washington Commanders? I mean, if he doesn't make the roster, who does ahead of him? So this might be another one of those positions to where you see guys coming in off the waiver wire. And I will say this, that we have no idea where they're drafting next year, uh, what position, obviously, until the season plays out. But I don't care where they're drafting. They're drafting a cornerback with that first pick. <laughs> that, that's a lot right to. now. I mean, they have to because that's where they're hurting the most. Those first three guys are 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 good. Okay, mm -hmm. they're not world beaters. They're not pro bowlers, uh, but they're dependable. They're going to get beat, and we're all going to scream and yell that they suck because they got beat. But you know, even the pro bowl cornerbacks get beat on occasion. Uh, you just hope that they can limit it to not so much. Maybe their safeties can help them out. But, yeah, if right now presently constructed, this is the same six guys I would have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, like you said, there's not much they can do there. Steven Parker being a, a casualty today. A lot of people thought maybe he had a chance to make this roster. Uh, not going to be the case. Maybe they'll stick him on practice squad. If they do bring somebody in from another team, then you're likely going to have – uh, Christian Holmes probably moving on to the practice squad as well. Mm -hmm. He's a seventh round rookie. You can easily stash him there, let him develop. Uh, we'll see. You know, the Corn Elder is a guy that they brought in last year. We had uh, McTire, who was a guy they brought in last year. A lot of people liked his play. We mm -hmm. talked with his dad, liked his play as well. You know, so there is probably some value to be had from a person who's getting cut from 
one of the other 31 teams and they'll move off of these. Uh, don't fall in love with anybody. You know, you, you have people's corners out there right now. Jimmy Moreland's out there. Fabian Moreau. These guys are probably not coming back to the Burgundy and gold. I would be surprised. You know, they brought back West Martin. I just don't see them bringing back either one of those. What, what do you think stoner? Mm -hmm. I know you kind of talked about it yesterday on, uh, yesterday's day after reckoning, but, why not bring those guys back to Washington if our group is this bad? Well, I mean, because those guys were fourth, fifth, sixth guys at best themselves, and they've bounced around team to team to team again for a reason. They can't even make a sixth cornerback on other teams. So why all of a sudden are they going to come over here and uh, play really well? Can they be a sixth guy or whatever? Yeah, but again, you don't want to see that sixth guy, right? You want William Jackson, Benjamin St. Juice. Well, let's just say they play the 4-2-5 and they play Benjamin St. Juice every time as the fifth defensive back, right? Mm -hmm. You want William Jackson, Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice playing 99% of the plays. You don't want to see those other guys. Yeah. So hopefully they stay healthy. And they stay productive enough to where you don't see Cornell or Danny Johnson, Christian Holmes, or whomever ends up replacing them. Yep. And, and you have Grayson talking about that as well. He said, you know, it's the same as the linebackers. As long as they're healthy, those top ones yeah. are healthy, it's not really that big of a travesty. Uh, I would like to see some depth. So hopefully we'll find somebody worth having there. Uh, we got first string in the house, which is convenient. Yeah, good timing. Great, great timing there from Toothpick and uh, joining us because he is about to bring us the safety group. Bring it home for us, Toothpick. We've got four spots open on my list here. So if you go over that, we're going to have to do some cutting somewhere. Well, you had it right before. You said it was 42 before they did the corners, right? Yeah. So now it's 48. I said 48. Yeah, oh, sorry, you you're right. Five. Spots. We do have five, yeah. We have five, although, again, Bada. Bada doesn't count against the we 53. Got so we got right. six spots available. Let's okay. see. Let's see where we go. First string wants to make sure to do I put here. an asterisk there against the, yeah. the DL. And, and get ready because it's going to be over quick. <laughs> What's good? First string podcast, we have the safety position. We have six safeties on the roster right now. All six are safe, in my um, humble opinion. We have uh, Percy Butler, Cam Curl, Farad Gardner, Derek Forrester, Bobby McCain, and Jeremy Reeves. I don't see any cuts here coming. Um, get well soon, Brian Robinson. In and out. My uh, man was, was in quick. and out. Uh Six though, that's how that he's confident we're keeping six, including a guy that uh that I had to do a double take there with Gardner for odd Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Uh I'm glad Toothpick is here so that I can roast him uh in front of him rather than uh kind of <laughs> he has to hear about it later on. I think he's insane for thinking that Farad Gardner is a lock for this team. They're not keeping six, in my opinion. They're only keeping five. I'll be honest, I had to look after he gave this uh, video, I had to look up Farad Gardner. I had no clue who he was. <laughs> that's probably more on me than it is on Farad Gardner or anybody else because obviously other people know who he is. But, I mean, he is not making this roster. 
Stephen Parker didn't make the uh, roster, and he popped more than Farad Gardner yeah. did anyway. So, But I don't think they're keeping six. I think they're only keeping five. And those other five guys that he has on there, I think they do make the roster. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree with you here. I think they keep five. Jeremy Reeves was one of the ones that I said was going to possibly be that surprise to make the team. This guy has tried really hard over the years, which is a little bit of a big step for him because we actually talked about him potentially being cut mm-hmm. after he made that big hit and had the fine and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I think, though, he's done enough to show that he – can be on the 53 man roster. And now that we're at 54. Yep. With Gardner, I mean it's a quick cut to 53 with uh with Gardner being cut. Yeah. Uh, which means Rogers is a safe pick for tight end four out of the groups that we were given. Yes. Um so if, that's if without could... Bada though, right? That's without what do you mean that's without? And that's with bottom. That's with the bottom, which is what, yeah. what I mean is so we're actually at 52, so we can actually add in somebody. Wait, who's your who's your 52? Who's your other guy that you cut off of this? Well, you're saying because we said Bada is uh, not counting against the 53. Right. And then Gardner is cut. Oh, okay. So that brings us down to 52. Okay, so there's so, so we, we have one a, spot. We get one spot. That's right. We have one spot available, and I'm putting uh, FA Obata on the defensive line. If okay, out of I agree. All with the that. guys I think that's, that's really who I'm move. putting. That's who you're putting as yeah, well. Yeah, I think that's a really good move. I think that he is yeah. going to make it. I think that they like that uh, there. Uh, you know, it is possible, Corey, that they do pick up a, another safety. There's going to be a lot of movement tomorrow. Stoner mm-hmm. mentioned this at the beginning. The 53 man roster that we see tomorrow is not going to be the 53 man roster for week one. Okay, right. there will be some changes being made. But the initial 53-man roster, we gave it to you here today with the help of our friends. It was pretty exciting. Appreciate uh, uh, all of them coming out. Toothpick, thanks for for giving us uh, a good laugh there with Gardner, saying that he's going to make it for on special teams. I mean, if, if you're keeping guys like Danny Johnson on the roster, I don't think you need a Gardner. I think that you're good to go with uh, who you have there. Uh, Grayson, to answer your question, uh, we don't do anything specific with Virginia Tech or UVA. Um, you know, we do keep it most mostly to those DC sports, the big the big guns. Uh, but we do talk a lot of sports on our flagship program. That'll be Wednesday, seven thirty on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. If you like the content today, make sure that you like this video, subscribe to the channel, make sure you hit up all these others for the 53 man roster. In fact, Sonary, I see that you got it up there in the yeah, back. Let's go ahead and up. throw this up here. Uh, make sure you check these guys out. You know, we're, we're, we're all one big content creation family. We like doing this because, you know, we we're big believers and everybody can bring each other up. We all eat. So you got uh, the Big Douglas Show. You got Sidelines, Rambling with Rio, On the Warpath, The Bleeding Burgundy Podcast, Burgundy Zone, Command This, First String Podcast, DMV Sports 3, and Washington Football Team Declassified. All good stuff. And honestly, we even have more than that. These are just yeah. the ones that we invited on for, for this particular uh, video. We appreciate their assistance on this. We appreciate you jumping in on the in the comment section. John, thanks for joining us today. I know it was your first time gracing Corey Pick, EP in the house, Doug, everybody out there, we appreciate you. And until next time.
What's that? Be a fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.